Well, what's up, guys? It's your girl Diana. You know who you're shaking the culture with, and I'm here with my special co-host. Yes, sir. Um, KG Money Green. And we're here also with Sai Jones, uh, artist, athlete, philanthropist, entrepreneur, all that. So. Appreciate y'all having me. Get your pain when I look in your eyes. That's what people been saying, but I just been praying to God that he keep me alive. My girl getting fed up. She say that I'm selfish and act like a whole nother guy. Wear my heart on my sleeve. It's too hard to smile and keep all of my feelings disguised. I can't just be living to die. No, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Emily. Because Emily is the reason why we're even in this room right now, honestly. Um, yeah, your girl out here promoting you, yo. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love me. it. She, she really does. She's like, oh, right. send me the information. What day do you want him? I'll let him know. Yo, she yeah. needs a. She Bay Area manager. She no, she really is. <laughs> like, yo, don't play with her. And she's also a mom to sure. your baby girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, how is your baby girl? She's a blessing. She is. She just turned yeah. one too. She just I saw that. In July, yeah. She's so but cute. Yeah, she's she, so chubby. She the greatest. She really is. Yeah. All right. Um. So, let's start all the way back from how people even know about you and um alabama yeah that's pretty much where it started um went to university of alabama to play football uh well i'm originally from baltimore mm -hmm. maryland that's my hometown uh so yeah i went there um in 2012 graduated in 16 so i played the whole time um great experience you know won two national championships got a chance to play for one of the greatest if not the greatest coach mm -hmm. ever uh, and just learned a lot grew up a lot and like I said it led me to you know accomplishing another one of my goals which was to get to the league mm -hmm. and to play in the NFL get drafted so you know I you know appreciate my time there forever yeah and never take it for granted you know what I'm saying yeah so when did you know that you like why Alabama I, I know you probably had a bunch of other offers yeah uh I had a bunch of offers, probably over like 40, but um, I took a visit to Alabama when it was like after going into my junior year, that was the first time I visited. I went there in the summer for this big like spring game they call A-Day. Like Most of the big colleges do the big spring games or whatever, where they play against each other. Like the incoming freshmen, if they get there early, they can play in the game. All the fans come out. So it was like a big weekend. That's when the first time I uh, stepped on campus in Alabama and kind of fell in love with it, you know what I'm saying? Um, just the atmosphere, the coaches, the way they run it, ran that program. Uh, campus life seemed like it would have been cool. So that, that was my number one from like early on and everywhere that I visited after that, like had to measure up and it never did. So it was a pretty easy decision. Uh, I knew I was going there for a long time. I had to keep it a secret from a lot of people mm -hmm. like keep asking me and everything but uh i'm glad i made the right decision well i got a question um i don't know if a lot of people know this but when you went to alabama you was supposed to be a receiver first right Go yeah ahead. i actually did play receiver um my freshman year uh and i mean it, it went pretty well but i mean i felt like um that I could make a big impact at corner immediately. I actually got approached by Coach Saban like right after my freshman year because we was losing like three of our top corners. Right. Um, and just to, he wanted to know if I would be willing to try for just the springtime and see how it went. And I was like, cool, like if it's going to get me in the field faster, like I'm cool with it. And 
here we are, you know. Because then you ended up, um, was it what, 2015, the Cotton Bowl? You was like, what, defensive? Yeah, yeah that was uh, my senior year. I was defensive MVP. How did, how did that, that make game. you feel, man? Oh, it was cool. It was a good feeling. Anytime you get a chance to, you know, put your hard work on display and get recognized for it and win um, and be in that moment with my teammates, like, it was cool. It's something I remember forever. And hopefully, you know, get to show my daughter on video one day. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but, nah, it was cool for sure. Any more questions? <laughs> oh, any more? She's like, any more football questions? Yeah, because um, the reason I, I asked that was because like a, a lot of people don't have that chance to play in those big games like a Cotton Bowl. Um, a lot of people have a dream to even get to college and play in the first place. Yeah. When did you know you were going to make it, at least out of the DMV? And then my next question uh, was, um, I know I'm going crazy go ahead, with the questions. How was it coming from the DMV, moving all the way down to Alabama to some country? Yeah. Um, well, I pretty much, you said you said to the question, when did I know I was going to make it? Uh, that's an interesting question just because, like, like, I don't want to sound cocky or nothing like that, but I was, I was like one of them standout, like, kids, I guess, like, from the time I started playing sports. Like, I knew I had a gift in athletics that area whatever physically like I was always faster and stronger than like my my peers like from from super early like I'm talking like five six seven years old like I was always like that and um I had good parents great parents um that you know kept me active and kept me focused and always was hard on me in school so I had that strong support system so I mean it was early on, I knew, you know, like, as long as I keep doing what I'm doing, listen to my people, and, uh, you know, first and foremost to the kids out there, you know, did what I had to do in the books. Um, like, I knew I was gonna go somewhere. I didn't know if I was gonna end up playing football or basketball or baseball, because I was good at all three, like, at a young age, and I played all throughout high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, I knew kind of early, like, I was gonna be special, like, as long as I ain't do no dumb stuff oh, crazy you know what I'm saying? yeah and get in trouble um and what was the second question no nah, it was like coming from the dm because you grew up in the dmv area yeah um uh, what was the what was the biggest transition, transition from down south uh, <laughs> i actually liked the transition it wasn't a hard transition for me to be honest with you just because like like being from the city being from the dmv like it's more fast-paced like you you um it's more of a rush, I feel like. Like, it's more, well, Baltimore is small, so it's like, you know, it's hard not to know, know people. It's hard not to keep your business, like, on the hush. Like, it's one of them type cities, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's just, I feel like it's congested. Like, I don't know, it's like that, it's that city feel for real. Yeah. And, like, I'm more, like, laid back. Like, naturally, that's my personality. So, like, coming down south was, like, an easy adjustment because it's slower. Like, and, like, I was cool with that, like, being laid back, being, you know, away from the, the fast-paced life. So it wasn't that bad. Like, it was a smooth transition. So did you help, do you believe and that helped you focus? people nicer, my bad. Huh? <laughs> he said it's a lot nicer? Yeah, people nicer down here just naturally. Like, up north, you know, it's kind of like that hard-nosed, like, mentality, like, we gritty. <laughs> up there a little bit more, like, down here, like, southern hospitality is a, is a thing, like, yeah. to the people out there. Like, it's real. Um, so yeah, that's a big, big difference. Yeah. 
So how did you feel when you got drafted for the Patriots? I was blessed. I felt super blessed. Did you cry? Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Damn it. I'd be like, yeah, I shed a tear. <laughs> nah, I didn't cry. Like, I ain't gonna sit and try like macho. Like, I don't, I don't cry. Like, I cry. But like I, in that moment, like, I didn't cry. I don't know why, but it was... It was a lot of emotions going around. Like, I was just blessed, you know, to, one, see my hard work pay off again, like, be able to be in that moment with, like, my my people, my parents, my most important, like, friends and family at that time. Um, and, yeah, I was ready to, you know, seize the opportunity mm. and, you know, try to make the most of it. Um, but, like I said, it was, it was a lot of emotions going on, like, a lot more than I could put into words. Like, so... That's probably why I didn't cry, because I was, like, like in shock a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was cool, bro. Like, i never forget that, yeah. like, moment. Like, it was great. Do you remember your first, how you felt when you had your first practice with them? Kind of. Or were you nah, just like, this vague. is just another practice? I mean, it was just, like, a normal practice. Like, when oh, you God. get drafted, like, as a rookie, you got to come up there early before everybody in the springtime for, like, it was called rookie minicamp which is like three three days in a row of basically like um excuse me like a training training camp style practice uh just like basically getting you acclimated like fresh off the plane or whatever and you in your new city like you you know you're saying it's big boy time now so that's kind of like the your trial run of what it's really going to be like so um but my first practice i remember of course being a little bit nervous of what it was going to be like but I was just ready to really try to just show that I belong, and I was and do my thing. Like I wasn't trying to make no more of it than it just being a practice. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, cause I want to go all the way back. You said when you was younger, you knew you was faster than everybody. Mm -hmm. So then I want to fast forward back to that. You mm -hmm. was a punt returner, right? Mm -hmm. How did you know you was gonna um, break them down? You know, yeah. get all the way to the. Yeah, I mean. Like, what you mean? Like, once I catch it, how I know I'm going to score? Yeah, how you know you're going to score? There's a lot coming on you right don't. now. don't. <laughs> That's a hard job, man, for real. Like, people don't understand how difficult that is. But, I mean, it's cool. It's fun. Um, like I said, like, I always like having the ball in my hands when I played. So, like, it was just another opportunity for me to get the ball in my hand that wasn't, um, like, you ain't had to play offense to right. get the ball in your hand, especially me um, being a corner. At, uh, in college um, so yeah I mean once I get I mean of course the most important thing is catching the ball which is hard but uh, yeah after that just use your instincts man that's all I did I mean use my instincts and relied on the fundamentals that I was taught you know by different coaches like one cut and go like different right. stuff like that don't play around just get up field just little stuff that I always keep in my head but other than that, it's me just using my God-given ability, and because it's not going to be, it's not going to look the same way. That's one of them plays in football. It's never going to look the same way every time. Like it's always going to look different to you. You have to make a different cut. Somebody going to be in face probably right. when you catch the ball right away. Like it's, it's definitely an instinctual type play. Like I feel like if you got good instincts, like those are the better guys at that job. So I guess my um, next question would be like, what's the difference with um between coaching um, from the high school level to the college level and then all the way to the professional level? Um, and what advice would you give to 
uh, people that's in that same situation? Yeah, um, I would say the coaching is definitely more detail-oriented from a high school level all the way up to professional. Uh, and that's just because, I mean, the players get better. Like, the coaching get better, the players get better, and you need your A game at all times in every facet of the game to get a W, which is the higher the level you get, the harder it is, you know what I'm saying? So I would just say it's more more detail-oriented um, as you progress each level. I mean, coaches always going to be, like, depending on what coaches you have, intense, demand, right. excellence, that type of stuff that you is normal. But I feel like, like the key uh, between all three levels is definitely, like, how detailed and how specific everything becomes and how important like the smallest detail is to the bigger picture so so how did when you found out about your heart problem um is it was right already on your left or what was it exactly so i had what's called uh an anomalous coronary right artery mm -hmm. i know that's a lot of words <laughs> took me a while to even be able to say that like fluid but <laughs> i didn't said it enough and heard it enough like yeah. before i had my surgery but uh I found out about that going on two years ago, December of, well, it was November of 19, 2019, and I was with the Broncos at the time. Um, I had just, I only been with them for like a week. I had just got let go by the Ravens and picked up by the Broncos. So I was out there for like a week practicing. I ain't playing the first game I got out there just to get acclimated, but practicing, was about to suit up against the Buffalo Bills the following week and literally I was like I don't know if y'all know anything about Denver but like they say that like the elevation is just right. super crazy so like it take a little while to get used to that like kind of your breathing and upper respiratory all that whatever just take a little minute you gonna feel funny whatever so I'm like cool one day I just felt like a little bloated like I needed like the like just hella bloated like I ate some spicy food or something <laughs> like that and I can't like something normal went to the team doctor and uh, just because I was new, like they wanted to take precautionary, like super precautions, because we was about to take a long flight and travel to play. And they did like an MRI on my chest, bro. And that's what they ended up finding, like something on my heart that had been there for 26 years. Wow, that's great. Crazy, yeah. That really but, is. I mean, we got the surgery and it's everything well. God is good and I'm here to talk about it. That's so amazing. So yeah. I feel like that's that's what caught my eye about your story when Emily was telling me about it, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Yo, what?" For you said twenty seven years, right? Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to add a year, but um, yeah, no, for twenty six years, that's yeah, it was congenital. So like, literally, I from the moment I was born, I've been walking around with it like nobody ever knew. That's crazy. Like all the tests I didn't have for sports, like physicals, everything, like nothing. But it's like. It's super weird because it's, they say, one of my doctors explained it to me, he was like, um, basically, it's hard to diagnose it because you gotta go in specifically looking for it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of them things, like, you, it's easily missed, like, easily passed over if you're not keyed in on going and specifically looking for that exact thing. So, luckily, the Denver Broncos, they check all the boxes when they do their scans and everything, and that was one of the things they always kind of check for 
in that protocol with that team. So they they found it, and like I said, like it's it's crazy. Like I could go spend a whole write a whole book talking about the the story and leading up to it and how crazy it was mm -hmm. and finally, but like it's like God is truly like real. You know what I'm saying? And like definitely a testament to my faith that I'm still here and just I'm just blessed to be here, be a father, and to be able to tell my story. No facts. Yeah. Do you have a question? I feel like you did. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, how did you use the same work ethic with um, being an athlete towards um, your transition into music? Yeah, um, I mean, it definitely helps. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not fully transitioned just yet. I mean, I'm still trying to get my foot back in there and play. But, like, I definitely one day see myself being a, a full-time artist. Uh, so I feel like, you know, just um, one discipline. I feel like just being an athlete all my, all my life, just being able to kind of, once I set a goal, like doing what's necessary and, and staying on track to accomplish it. Like, I feel like that'll help me out, like, in whatever I do, whether it's music or, or anything, just because, I mean, you can have a plan, but, I mean, if you can't, you know, be willing to sacrifice, like, put in the time, over and over again, even when you're not getting results, like it's that's that's the hard part. So I think, like, not saying it's gonna be easy or whatever, but nothing's easy. Um, but I feel like that'll help me, like, just because I've been used to grinding my whole life, like, at something. So definitely. When did you know you wanted to do music, though? That's a good question. Uh, so like I always had this crazy like passion about music like not even saying that I always wanted to do it myself mm -hmm. like I just always loved music in general like just had an ear for it like knew what sounded good knew what didn't like and like I was one of them kids like that knew songs by heart like hip hop R&B or whatever that came out like five to seven years before I was born you know that type mm -hmm. like I would go back and listen to the old stuff just cause I liked it that much but um I say when I tore my ACL my second year in the league, like I had a lot of downtime. I was just like rehabbing and going home, chilling, watching movies, listening to music, like because I couldn't really go go around and do much. Um, and like I used to mess around with writing like freestyles or whatever in college, and I was just like I'm bored, so like <laughs> I'm about to just mess around with it again, mm -hmm. and. Before you know it, I start letting my my homeboys hit, my people hit, just off the whim, and they was liking it. So they was like, "You you need to, you need to, you might need to go record this." So I slowly started doing it, like just messing around. I like a couple homeboys got like in home studios, so I started going there, putting some stuff down, and eventually just keeping at it, like over time and growing to the point where I mean, I eventually. Um, went from the pages to the Ravens and I got back home uh, to Baltimore and that's when I f the first time I got in a real studio like so I had probably been like playing with it for like a year before I really like got in a real studio and like made a song but uh, like I say that was probably like 2017 I was like I might really correct like, I always knew I was nice like with the words but mm -hmm. it's different to like make up a, a weak freestyle or whatever and versus to go and make your own song and it sounded good you know so tried it kept getting better 
people saying that they was liking it. So I'm like, all right, nobody tell me I was trash. So I'm gonna keep on trying to get better and honing my craft. And uh, here we are. Yeah. yeah, so you released your first song 2019, right? Was yeah. it 2019? Mm-hmm. What made you want to release it? Uh, Honestly, like, I just wanted to get something out there. I felt like I had been recording songs and holding on to them. And um, at, at the time, I had in mind, like, wanting to come out with a tape. But, like, it's really hard, like, when you, one, like I said, one foot in the door, one foot not. Like, I had a lot going on with my health. Um and like I'm a one man team pretty much other than my girl so like it's hard to really like promote yourself do all that like plan schedule studio time and do all that like completely on your own especially when like I'm not completely done with ball so like a lot of stuff took kind of like a back like a back seat a little bit even though I was still trying to like keep my music like being heard so I was just throwing singles out there so but we about to change that in a I'm minute, excited. so. Oh, sure. My bad, this question. Uh, yeah, I got some water. If I'm, yeah. if I might ask. So the question I was gonna say was, um, I don't want people, to, the audience, to kind of skip over it. Mm-hmm. But you're from Baltimore, and you ended up playing bad for your home team. Yeah. How was that? Um, that experience right there. The first time you played there. Thank you. Uh, it was crazy. Um. Just uh, that's one of the goals I had. Kind of let me slide over. My man coaching me. <laughs> that's good. All right, but um, yeah, playing, going back home and playing in basketball, man. Like it's like like it felt like unreal. Like when I first got there, like for the first couple of weeks, like just getting used to. Being home, being, and it was like, it was different. Like, I can't even really put it in the words. It was like, I was home, chilling <laughs> with my people. Like, everybody was around, like, my family. So it didn't feel like really I was at dead or work. Like, it was really a challenge to try to be able to balance, like, like my being relaxed and knowing that I'm here, like, for my job. Like, now. Right. Like, I'm not just here, like, visiting because for so long, like, literally my whole life, ever since I left for college, like, me coming home was just for a little while. Like, I'm just coming home to see my people, relax for a little while, and I'm back, gone. So, just that whole transition was, like, a challenge. But, I mean, I adjusted um, pretty well, but, I mean, just overall, man, like, it was a dream come true, like, being able to play for the Ravens, like the team that I grew up cheering for. Um, and I scored my first and only punt return touchdown in Baltimore. So, like, that was cool. Like, even if I don't never play again, like, at least I get to say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, my first and only touchdown was in my home city. So it's dope. I um, That's dope. Um, I do see, like, in your music, you do say you rep your city hard. You mm. really do, huh? Yeah, got to. I feel like that's... That's just knowing your roots and knowing where you came from. Like I feel like that's a true one of the true tests of character. Like no matter how much success you get, no matter how far you go, shit, even no matter how, you know, low you life may take you, you know, at times, like never forgetting where you came from, like mm-hmm. who you truly are. And uh just where it all started for you. So like I'm always love my city and 
I ain't never gonna say I love living somewhere else more than that. <laughs> I feel you. Not even Atlanta. Like, no, I like I'm like, wait. like, I like Atlanta, but nah, you know what I mean. Like, home, yes. home is always home, definitely. And like, I'm always, it's never gonna, you know, change. Like, it's always gonna be in my heart. So, definitely gotta rep where I'm from at all times. Definitely. Um, I feel like your music is very um, lyrical. Um, I do know that DMX is your, um, your go-to, your inspiration. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, do, is there a is there a song you could actually rap the whole thing without messing up? It's a few. It's a few. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good amount. Like, yeah, like, I I don't know. You had to just throw a beat on or something, and I just oh, go. But I ain't got no beat, and I ain't going to lie you guys. I don't like, not have a beat. <laughs> see, yeah, but nah, like, hmm. I mean, of course I can rap slipping. Okay, can, can we get a little sample? <laughs> she talking about her little sound. <laughs> you know. Let's see how much of a right. uh, fan you are. All right. I've been through mad different phases like mazes to find my way. And now I know the happy days are not far away. If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kids doing something more constructive with that time than bids. I know it because I've been there. Now I'm in there. Sit back and look at what it took for me to get there. First came the bullshit, the drama with my mama. She got on some fly shit, so I split. Said that I'ma be that seed that doesn't need much to succeed. Strapped with mad greed in a heart that doesn't bleed. I'm ready for the world. Oh, damn. No, she, she, <laughs> I can keep going, but I lost my breath. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. That's hard. Is there a specific reason why you actually gravitated to that song, though? Nah, that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I feel like um, that's probably one of his most. Let me come back close on. I feel like that's probably uh, his most popular song. Like even people that's not really DMX fans, I feel like know that song um, just because it's so deep and uh, like the message in it. I feel like. Like everybody can relate to, like you all. Everybody done been through a time mm -hmm. where they've been like low, uh, emotionally, whatever it is. Like going through something, and you feel like, damn, like <laughs> I need to get up. Like I'm slipping, I'm falling, and you trying to just hold on, whatever it is that you, you know, keep you silent and bring you back to ground to kind of pull yourself back up. Whatever that's, you know, like God. Uh, your people, your friends or family around you, um, your craft, something that you're good at, like getting back to that, but just trying to hold on to whatever it is that you, you know, got in your heart to get get you through whatever it is you're going through. So that's what I take from that song. That's hard. Um, is there anybody else you get inspired by music-wise? Jay. Jay. Like, I ain't even, I know, like, it's weird because I got to explain this. Like, Jay-Z is my all-time favorite rapper. Okay. So, but DMX on, like, a, like, a, I don't even know, like, an alter ego type of side. Like, not even, because, I mean, I can relate to some stuff, like, he talk about, but, like, on that kind of, like, spiritual side, like, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, I like his connection with God. Um, I like how he not, you know scared to talk about that his music i like how he raw um and i like how he feels 
like with Jay, like I just respect like the pure like lyricism, the talent, like and the storytelling too. And just like both of them, they both of them my favorite artists. Like I feel like I uh look up to both of them like in different ways. So. Like for sure, because they two different people, two different styles, and um, yeah, they both my goats. Like if you would ask me, it's hard to choose between the two. Yeah, but. is that how um off the leash came about? Because I definitely hear the DMX. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that. Yeah, that was definitely an ode to, <laughs> kind of like my, um, respect for him. Uh, and I don't know if y'all paid attention at the end. Like I referenced his dog, mm-hmm. like Boomer at the end. Yeah. Like. Like, a lot of people don't know his dog was named Boomer, but, um, yeah, so that was cool to kind of <laughs> growl on right it. There. It was cool yeah. to kind of growl on the track a little bit. Yeah, like I was, was just like, it, okay. It was funny when I did it, but it it turned out pretty cool. How a lot of people takes? liked it. Sorry, how many takes did you do <laughs> do that growl? <laughs> it actually ain't even take me that many. <laughs> you it was were weird. I, it, it came kind of natural. Like, I don't <laughs> know. must have been from when I was a kid trying to do it or something. Like, but, no, nah, it was cool, though. Like, it came out smooth. Like, I definitely, you know, it was easy to know when I incorporated the dogs barking and all that. So, (laughs) it was dope. I was going to ask, do you have any type of, um, because DMV, they got what, go-go type of music? Or like bounce type of music? You don't got no? See, I ain't. You don't got no style like that? I'm from (laughs) Baltimore. You got to separate it, right? You feel me? Like, we don't really, we don't listen to go-go. And we don't even really. I ain't even, it ain't no disrespect, but we don't even be really claiming the DMV like that. We kind of like just Baltimore. <laughs> I don't know. That's where I'm from. Like, uh, but we don't listen to uh, Go Go. We got like club music. That's what we call it. Like, like if you're from Baltimore, you know that it kind of it's kind of similar to like Jersey club. Like, yeah. if you heard that, but we started it first. So you got any um, club music of your own style? No, nah, I don't. Uh, Cause I mean, it's not really like. It's hard to explain. Like normally, like club music is like a mix or chop up of like an actual song. Yeah. So like, I would love to have one of my songs one day turned into like a club mix or something like that. But nah, I never made one myself because it's just a whole. It's like a different style of music completely, like from rapping. So. So how did um RNA come about? RNA came about, uh, I was just in a place where, like, I feel like I was feeling a lot of emotions, definitely. I mean, if you listen to the song. Should we play the song first? Yeah. And then I'll just tell you what I was thinking, because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I... Huh? No, I didn't. I'm just saying, it'll, it'll help the audience, really, when I talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Good camera, right? That yeah. Sanchez, we got another one. That's crazy, you thought I forgot my own song. Yeah. 
last couple months I've been feeling like fuck it Ain't hit a cuss in July on some shit I've been bugging Walking around bummy as shit Fuck a retwist, I'ma let my dreads hang out this bucket Don't care about nothing, all my emotions been stripped Unless you my family or something, you niggas don't want it The rain's been perfecting my aim, ain't no telling the wood I'm becoming You won't catch me running, only at peace when I'm blunted But when me and baby go at it, I live in her stomach Elegant ratchet, she fresh out the egg and you know I'm a Baltimore dummy Still the same nigga since since with the cruddy No, I can't switch it for nail or nothing Straight out the dirt like we doing construction Sent all when this pressure ain't doing no ducking See the pain when I look in your eyes That's what people been saying But I just been praying to God that he keep me alive My girl getting fed up She say that I'm soft as you act like a whole nother guy With my heart on my feet It's too hard to smile and keep all of my feelings disguised I can't just be living to die, nigga Can't explain what I feel up inside, nigga I just know it ain't right Ain't thought I'm too thorough And God walking right by my side, nigga Every day, every night All the people who switch saw it coming I wasn't surprised, nigga Why my circle so tight Control what I can All that other shit don't concern I, nigga Out of mind, out of sight Bitch, I'm loyal as ever despite That envy and jealousy evident Still got faith in the Lord But sometimes I get stuck in my head And the devil come stepping in All I need is a pen and a mic A tote of that gas And I'm back in my element No more drugging the shit that I used to love Guess I found out the game come with politics Please don't let this shit fool you, little nigga The earth that we walk on is not too much loving it Keep your enemies close and your friends at a low People turning to ghosts when you struggling Only blood and they once who I'm rocking with Done some shit in the past and ain't proud of it Been through trauma you won't understand But it made me a man so I'm flying before I quit Nigga See the pain when I look in your eyes That's what people been saying But I just been praying to God that he keep me alive My girl getting fed up She say that I'm soft as an act like a whole nother guy With my heart on my feet It's too hard to smile and keep all of my feelings disguised I can't just be living to die, nigga Gaining straight from all this weight on my back I count my blessings, I ain't stressing about the shit that I lack Open my soul and got refocused, now it's time to attack I'm still that nigga and they know it, let's just keep it a stack Respect runs deeper than this money, that's a God-given fact I rep my city like no other, everybody know that If it comes down to you or me, I'll lay you down on the track The realest nigga alive, niggas owe me a plaque <laughs> I like it honestly I love um, I, I'm a big fan of visuals because I yeah. feel like your visuals help you help yeah. the audience know what you're saying or how you feel yeah, about for sure. things I feel like definitely now uh, even more so like in today's like age like visuals is I feel like even more important than what you're talking about because um, they bring it to life but I mean, go back to your question before, was I thinking about it in that song? I mean, just basically going back to when I wrote the song, it was like right after my surgery, like I was home uh, in Baltimore, like I got my surgery done in Denver, and I was back home in Baltimore, like rehabbing, recovering, like slowly being able to work out, but not really able to like really play. But I was just at a point where I was like frustrated, like felt like I was forgotten about. I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, felt those feelings like, you know, people that was around, like, stop, stop hitting you up, stop coming around, whatever, like, checking in, because you ain't, you feel me? Like, I ain't out there no more. There ain't a bunch of lights, camera action around me. Like, definitely got them type of emotions. Um, and just really, like, want to get back and try to remind people, like, like, who I am type. That was really what I'm on. Like and like as far as the title, like that just came naturally. I feel like it was just I don't know. 
That's just how the song made me feel. Like out of everything that I've been through, like I made it. Like, and I don't want nobody to get the title like construed as far as like any type of cockiness or nothing. Cause I feel like every person should feel it's like your inner, you know, like edge, your inner like personal, you know, push you when when you don't got no. Because I mean, if you ain't gonna rep yourself and you ain't gonna hold yourself to a certain type of standard, you know what I'm saying? Who else gonna do it? So. That's why I hold myself to the highest standard. And like I hold myself, you know, try to hold myself accountable. Um, and yeah, like it was really like, I'm about to just prove to these dudes. Like, I'm the realest nigga alive because I don't feel like too many people going through what I'm going through or been through, like could still be walking around smiling and still handling what I'm handling, because the same time I found out I had to have open heart surgery, I was finding out I had to be a father too. So it was a lot going on, like, so, yeah, that's where that song came from. That's crazy. Yeah. No, cause, um, cause like the realest nigga alive, but then on the flip side of that, RNA's also mixed with DNA in the inner part too, yeah. which is like, so a, it was, yeah. it was crazy how you touched on both Yeah, you can look at it much from a lot of different ways, but, it was basically just like me just saying like I'm still standing like I'm not going nowhere and I'm still keep working hard even when life get hard even when like my emotions sometimes get the best of me like no matter what you go through like just going back to like my man D said like he slipped me he fall he can't like just find a way to get up you know what I'm saying like at all costs because like ain't nobody gonna cry for you mm. like, at the end of the day besides your mother. <laughs> she can't get you out of your situation either so I mean we all just gotta like find it in ourselves to get back up and, and keep going so why did you pick those specific visuals or and where did, where did you even shoot the music video uh, the video in Baltimore um, basically I mean it wasn't really too specific where I shot the uh, like chose the scenes I mean I, I wanted the first scene to be like like we wanted to be like real like visually like different, so I ain't wanted this to be like me on the standing and rapping the whole time. Like I really wanted to kind of depict the image. So I mean, of course, it's an emotional song. Like it's a deep song. So like I f like I felt like I sounded on the song like I was venting mm. a little bit. So the first thing you saw was um, me in the therapy session. Um, we actually used one of my homeboys' his apartment. Like he had a dope setup in his apartment. And uh, we moved some stuff around and made it look like a uh, like a therapy office, like a um, psychologist's office. And yeah, we I had one of my another one of my homeboys was the bald head dude, like he was acting like he was my therapist. Uh, shout out my man Darius. But uh, yeah, that's how that scene came about. Just trying to depict like a um, therapy session, like I was venting. Then same with my Jeep, like we just wanted something outside. I was just like, I'm gonna just put my dog in the Jeep too. <laughs> I had my little brother, another one of my homeboys ride with me. But yeah, it was just, just riding around the city. I mean, just getting that hometown feel, you know, like I felt like it went with the song. And uh, the last scene I was actually like, when I was walking in front of my car, was actually not too far from like a little spot where I kind of grew up at. Um, my great grandmother old crib was like around the corner and I was like, a cool bridge that thought we'd get a dope shot at so I don't know I don't really be having no 
up to this point, at least with my videos, like no set location where I want to do it. It's just like we get the script rolled out or whatever, then figure out what's the best scenery, the best way we can capture that image, whatever it is. Like it's, it don't matter. So try to give you the best like art possible. That's how I want to go about it. Like I never wanted to just have regular videos. I feel like everybody do that. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to be a little bit different and really be like, like creative about it. So, yeah, my bad. You want to answer a question? No, go. Because um, of course, it was like sitting in the studio. Um, I just wanted to understand like, what was your studio routine like? Yeah, what's your trend trend it's funny you asking these questions because like, <laughs> these are questions like when you like decide like yeah I'm gonna do music it's like I know what am I at, what I'm gonna say when people ask me these type of questions but I really don't have no studio routine like what's the sensory on here huh? you, you good I'm good like, yeah. I don't know like uh so on a normal studio day like I it'll be I don't never go in the studio for like more than like six hours though I feel like that's how you become like stagnant it's just unproductive I feel like but uh I mean I smoke so I'll probably just smoke something go in there and get straight to it honestly like I write before I get in there or I try to or just whenever I feel something come to mind like I'll put it down in my phone normally like up to this point like I, I strictly wrote on my iPhone but like the past couple songs I didn't did, I didn't try to write in a pad. My just because I feel like it slowed me down a little bit more. Like I'm always on my phone all day, so I really be wanting to like separate like all the outside stuff from me actually writing and getting into a creative space. Um, so yeah, like I really just write whenever I got time. Whenever like it's rarely the a moment where I be like, yeah, I gotta go write. Like normally it'll just be like I got a moment, like something come to mind and I'll go put it down and then I'll hold on to it. If I it depending on what it is or how much it is. Like it might be a line of like two bars. It might be a whole verse. Like I don't it, it really just come but like normally like I already have beats in mind that I've been listening to, like that I know just how they sound, like in my head, like and I'll just go put it down to that. And then before you know it, I have a whole song, two, three songs, and then now it's time to go to the studio. So, so yeah. Okay, then, because he's talking about um, studio routine. All right, well, let's go back to um, sports. What's your pregame routine? What's your rituals? Do you have anything like that, or do you feel like you wasn't really superstitious when it came to that? Nah. Um, I really wasn't superstitious, like, because I'm already, like, kind of, like, I am semi-OCD as far as like being particular about stuff but not really as routine like like I gotta eat the same thing every day or something like not like that but like I am super particular like I'm super like neat and how I want certain stuff like on game day specifically like like all my stuff gotta be in order like in my locker and like it can't be sloppy cause like I feel like when my space sloppy like around me like mentally I get foggy like you know what I'm saying I can't really think clear like you know what I'm saying so I'm always like that type of person that wants stuff neat as it can be 
So really, but I mean, other than that, nah, bro. Like I ain't had no. Cause I feel like that once you once you start becoming like super superstitious, you start thinking about stuff that really don't matter. And right. in my opinion, so, like I feel like you bog your mind down, you cloud your mind with a bunch of stuff that's really not gonna make a difference at the end of the day. It's really just like mental fog, like that you gotta not have trying to do the job that we gotta do. I feel like I mean, of course, some guys are uh, they've been like that their whole life. You know what I'm saying? So if you are like that, like it is what it is, but. I never really been like that just because, I mean, I thank God I didn't have to be or I didn't develop a need to be like that, but I don't know. I just didn't have a specific thing that I needed to do on game day. It really was just I wanted to be on time, so I have all my stuff, like, in my mind, like, don't be, you know, lollygagging around and stuff like that. I always, I, One thing I don't like is being rushed. So, like, on game day, I don't want to feel like I'm not a rush, so I always give myself a lot of time to really just – like let the let it come how it come. Like I got time to do this. Like all right, but like got time to get a snack, get stretched, uh, then go back to my locker, listen to some music. Like it was just whatever I felt like I needed to do in that moment. Like some dudes just just so, but not me. <laughs> I can't do it. But but um, like routines is. Just like people, everybody got something different. But is there like um, advice that your parents have gave you that helped you with the music and the being a football player? Uh, or something that's just like mm. not really. I mean, of course, like growing up and with my sports, definitely. Um, but they ain't really like my neither one of my parents are like musicians or had a background in music. So I mean, they really don't give me too much advice on music specifically, but. I mean, of course, like, they tell me stuff over my, the course of my life that, like, I held on to and just little, I mean, of course, it's, that's how you build your character from you and your parents, you know, and what they teach you and the values they instill in you. So, of course, I mean, just hard work, like, you start something, finish it, you know what I mean? Just little stuff like that, just that I hold on to that just try to push me to the next level, whatever it is that I'm doing. Because, I mean, like, I feel like you need good intangibles and good character to succeed at anything, no matter if you're a rapper, um, trying to be an actor, athlete, like you a doc, you in med school, trying to be a doctor or whatever, like life you gotta have, you know, uh, and be willing to sacrifice and be willing to, you know, um, dedicate your time. Cause that's, that's only, you put the time in, it's going that's the only way you gonna perfect your craft. What you get, I mean, what you put in is what you get out. So. Yeah. Um, are you planning on releasing any new music anytime soon? Yes, very soon. Like next month, early. Oh, really? Are you yeah, gonna add have any visuals? Yeah, for sure. Visuals coming soon. Also, um, it was actually just in Baltimore and recorded two more some two more songs that I'm that's gonna be on my my tape coming out. So um, it's gonna be like a short like a small EP like style just to get her and then I'm gonna follow that up with another tape probably another month after that so okay. and we still working on the names of those because I'm last minute with names like even with my songs like I I don't even name my songs until after they done like a lot of times like that's one thing that's I guess you could call something I always do when I'm in the studio like a superstition I'll never name it until it's done hmm. so but 
be on the lookout. Visuals, everything gonna be coming soon. Everything gonna be, you know, getting advertised on IG. Side Jones Jr. is the IG. So go follow me on that, but y'all will hear about everything shortly. I'm excited. I feel like people mm. need to tap into your music because when I started listening to your music, I felt like I knew, like I knew you, you know? Cause you're and really... that's how I feel like music should be. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime, if I feel like all good artists like make you feel like you can visualize everything they saying from like where they sitting at when they, you know, writing the song or to where, you know, them just saying, Reading one bar, like you can visualize if it's a car rolling down the street. Like, you know what I mean? You should be able to put yourself in that moment. Like, I feel like that's a true testament to like artistry. So, the fact you saying that, I appreciate it. So, I'm doing something good. Yeah, I know you are. So, from listening definitely. to your story, your first song, I was like, okay, like he has a story. And then, like you said, yeah. your visual is just a plus of how you felt. Um, I love that um, the first visual when you were talking, it's like you were in your mirror. And you're mm-hmm. talking to yourself. I think that was hard. I was like, yeah. well, you have to peep the details and stuff. Definitely. And I just go back, like I was saying about the videos. Like I just wanted to, like, whatever I'm talking about in the song, like, I want to be able to bring that same type of, like, image to life, like, with my with my videos and stuff like that. I feel like that's, it should go hand in hand. Like, I don't know. I be, I don't know. I don't like seeing, like, dudes or whoever make a song talking about one thing and then you look at the video or the visuals and it's it don't go hand in hand like i, ne- I don't know i never wanted to be like that like if i'm talking about something in my music like i want you to be able to still connect to it through my videos also so appreciate that no appreciate your music doing your visuals it's really hard i have a question oh uh, I, I guess my last thing um talk about the um your your foundation uh, my foundation, Cy Jones Foundation. Um, just my way to be in the community and give back. I mean, it, that's how it all started. Uh, I had been wanting to have a foundation for, I mean, a long time. And um, even when I first got in the league, I didn't get it going right away just because, I mean, it was hard getting acclimated. Um, but, uh, I mean, having the time to really be hands-on, like how I wanted to be, so I kind of put it aside for a second and when I came home to Baltimore um, that was like my opportunity to really like be out there and because and I knew exactly you know who to connect to who to connect with who to you know reach out to for different things and I had a bunch of resources at home so that yeah, was like the start of my like kind of philanthropy and, and really just letting the kids see my face and being out there in the community letting them touch me and eventually it just went from me just doing random random little things like Thanksgiving we fed the homeless um like literally just me and some of my family and friends like we did it and got some pub for it I was just going going around the different schools uh talking to the kids and, and doing little stuff like that whenever I get asked or whenever I saw opportunity um and eventually I was like man I might as well just make it official and start my own foundation and um that's how we that's how we did it um and uh like it's it's a lot of things in the works man i'm partnering with um once once i had my heart surgery i partner with american heart association mm-hmm. so we're doing a lot of different things back home and with the community like trying to get because like i said i was born what i had so as little kids boys and girls walking around running around with the same type thing that don't know because they never heard of it 
So, I mean, we want to get the awareness out about that. Um, just doing things with the youth football players and athletes back at home, um, giving out book bags, whatever. I mean, whatever. Like, my whole thing with my foundation was just wherever I can lend a hand. Like, I had no specific, like, cause that I wanted to, you know, help out or lend mm. a hand to. Like, it was just wherever I'm needed. Like, you reach out to me and the resources here. And hopefully through my connections I got with people and my platform, like, I can help as many people as possible. So yeah. that and was my whole mindset. It's not forced either, it. man. Huh? I said it's not forced either uh, because it's more natural. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, I didn't want, like, I see a lot of people, of course, they have one pinpoint thing that they, you know, uh, they care about or they target with their foundations or their um, nonprofits or whatever. But I just wanted to keep it broad and keep it open, just not have myself tied down to one specific thing and be able to, you know, basically just spread spread my help and connections wherever I can and wherever the most need is for it at the time. Yeah, I know. I honestly appreciate you for coming. I appreciate y'all having me. You're such a genuine person. <laughs> like, Hope I can come back one day. Yeah, you know, once I get my studio and we're going big. Yeah. I'm sure I'm working on a festival, so hopefully it will be, hopefully, well, we will be bigger than Rolling Loud and Coachella oh, within no, some facts. years. I believe it. And hopefully, yeah. you know, I can say I'm one of the first ones to come on. Yeah. Like when y'all, when y'all big. Definitely. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, you know. We, we got your back for anything, you know. Sure. Y'all um, gonna be hearing about that new music too, so. Yeah. Oh, I was on, not gonna lie. Look, look out for that. I was gonna ask if we could get a little clip it after this <laughs> interview and see what you got, <laughs> you know, if it's not too much to ask. You want just me sing. to rap or you want me to play you something? We got, hey, if you don't mind playing something. I'm gonna play like, it's just a little, so this is a little quick, like, I wouldn't call it a freestyle, but it's a little snippet or something. Can y'all hear that?
so. Yeah. There's something different on that. I ain't really going with the bars. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> I don't think they heard you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just me trying something different. Um, I like to sing and rap. Like, I don't really try to box myself in. Like I said, whatever I feel like, when the beat come on, that's what I go with. So that was a little something. Hopefully y'all fuck with that. Yeah, no, no I'm fine with it. That's hard for sure. Definitely. But, but yeah, more coming. More coming. Yeah, well, thank you so much, like I said, for coming and taking time out of your day. Thank you, Emily, for setting this up. Really appreciate you. Um, thank you for hosting this with me. Um, but yeah, so guys, uh, where can we follow you at? Where can we find your music? Um, I'm really just IG. on IG. I gotta get IG? back rolling with the Twitter and all that. Yeah. But my, t my IG is uh, just Cy Jones Jr. So CY Jones JR, and it should pop up. Should be uh, okay, good. and your uh, underscore MG.5 KG MoneyGram Alright and you know Your girl Diana Um, So yeah um, Like I said Thank you guys Until next time It's a wrap Thank you so much